You gotta speak into the microphone. We need new microphones. Don't feel like I'm deep throating my microphone. Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And, and we're, we're unsupervised. unsupervised. Ooh, and definitely not telling our friends what we're planning to do so that we sound together. Because like, oh, that would have been a great heads up. That wasn't planned. I just, I just have the music in my soul. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do you want to sing with me, Tiffany? And we're, we're unsupervised. unsupervised. Does that make you feel better? Much. Good. You want to learn something today? Yeah. Oh, girl. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is the first time with me recording yes. as the unsupervised. And like, I'm using an as actual... the unsupervised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm using an actual computer with like a mouse and a keyboard that goes clickety-clack. So um, I hope I can get rid of all the background noises. <laughs> we'll see. And I just got distracted by a plane. This is going great. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the setting is March 16th, 1957. Okay. We are... 50s, poodle skirts, ponies. Got Mm -hmm. it. We are in Arlington, Virginia. Okay. I've heard of that place. I believe. I believe. This is going great. I know we're in Arlington, and I know (laughs) the the setting is somewhere in Virginia at some point in the story. (laughs) This is going swimmingly. It's either Arlington, Virginia, or West Virginia. So let's see. Dr. Google. It is Arlington, Virginia. Hey, oh, look at I you knew my notes. topic. Ooh, ooh. The police are called to a scene. <gasps> and when they get there, a six foot tall, very good looking man approaches them wearing a luminescent suit, one piece suit. Yes. With like the boots included in the suit. Heck yes. I know. Here for it. Uh, I think I've had this vision before. Probably not in Arlington, Virginia, but you know. <laughs> what about Arlington, West Virginia? Other lo- exotic locations that my brain takes me to. So whenever they approach this person, he communicates with them telepathically. Ooh. And says, take me to your leader. Except for he doesn't use those words. He's like, hey, you I got to see the president. <laughs> that's, that's the exact quote. I mean, something like that. Is it bad that when you said, take me to your leader, my very first thought was nowhere near the president? <laughs> I was like, who? Who do you see me to see? <laughs> I Valid. guess in the 50s, it'd be a little bit different. I mean, it was uh, President Dwight D. Eisenhower. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. A very influential president. Mm-hmm. So they were like, hold up, yo, we can't just take you to the president. So they call their friend at the Pentagon and they tell him what's going on. He's like, yeah, bring him on up. The Secretary of Defense meets them there and is like, dude, who are you? What do you want? He's like, I want to see your president. Communicates with him telepathically. Yes, as you do. And he's like, you know what? I approve of this. So they go down to the basement floor of the Pentagon, hop on the train to the White House, is there a train that goes from the Pentagon to the White House? It's not confirmed. Oh, okay. But it's only three miles from the Pentagon to the White House. So, like... It would- are we talking, like, here comes Casey Jr. rolling down the track? Or are we, like, pew, oh, Japanese bullet train? Japanese bullet train Got style. it. Okay. Yeah. So, they go... <laughs> I'm just picturing the, like, pushing on <laughs> yeah, the... On the levers. Yes. Got an alien on one side and the... <laughs> Well, there are other important title man. The Secretary of Defense. Uh-huh. <laughs> How was your weekend? Oh, it was good. Oh, clip, 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 clip. That's alien talk. <laughs> well, he speaks English, but like when he's trying to when he's trying to convince people to do stuff, it's easier to just like convince them telepathically than to be like, yo, so I'm an alien from Venus. Like, yeah. take me to your leader. I'm an alien from Uranus. <laughs> take me to your leader. So he goes to the Oval Office. President Dwight D. Eisenhower is like ready for him. He walks in, like shakes his hand and is like, I heard you were coming. So nice to meet you. What's going on? He asks him his name. The alien's name is Valiant Thor. Oh. Right. 
Not open with this whole fantasy thing. Girl, I've got a romance novel in my head. <laughs> the cover is amazing. Holographic from oh. head to toe. Yes. Ugh. I've had a lot of dreams like this. It can be one of those that like when you turn it, the picture changes. Uh. It goes from alien face to human face. Mm. You are just like checking all my boxes. Yeah, baby. So the president asks like, hey, where are you from? And Val says, quote, I come from the planet your Bible calls the morning and evening star. I come from a land down under. <laughs> Would you immediately know that was Venus? Because it was Venus. They call it the what? From the planet your Bible calls the morning and evening star. Okay, you just asked me if I got a Bible reference. So no, I would not. Do they do they reference planets in the Bible? Apparently. I was going to say, do they believe in planets in the Bible? But um, Okay, well, we'll get to that. Okay. Don't you worry. So President Eisenhower is the smart man and is like, obviously you're from Venus because that is what we call the morning and evening star. And... After talking with Val, we're going to call him Val because yeah, Val Thor is a lot to say. We're on like first name basis now. Mm-hmm. After talking to Val, um, he finds out that Val is a member of an intergalactic committee known as the High, Ca- High Council, and he came to save humanity. Oh, thanks, Val. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there for three years. That's how long his mission is. This is 57. Yes. Okay. That'd be 1960. Okay. Yes, my brain was like, but he was there till 1960. How does that math work out? I hate that just by that confused look on your face, I knew what you were trying to figure out. Look, Rebecca is usually the smart one here. And like, I feed off of, we feed off of her. When she's not here, our brains are just like flatlined. Yeah. Based on some of the comments I've made in the past shows, I don't feed off anything. Okay. So he came to save humanity. His mission is to stop nuclear war because the high council knows that if nuclear war happens, it could mean the extinction of the human race. And that would mess up a lot for their high council intergalactic stuff. Okay. I was just about to ask why they cared so much. Yeah. It's about an hour long meeting with the president. At some point, Nixon comes in because, you know, he's VP and he's like, yo, what up, Val? Um... I'm not going to believe everything you say until we, like, confirm it, but it sounds good. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Actually, President Eisenhower was like, how can you prove you're from Venus? And Val was like... Hoover. I thought he was with Hoover. Eisenhower. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Where did I get Hoover? I mean, he was a president of ours. Yeah. At some point. I'm sure around that time. Okay. But our smart person's not here to confirm. So... (laughs) Rebecca, leave a comment on. (laughs) Eisenhower was like, how can you prove you're from Venus? He goes, well, you can come look at my ship. It's, you know, in Arlington, which is in Virginia. And the president's like, "Mm, Secret Service isn't going to let me just like meander to a spaceship. But I believe you. That sounds like a you problem. (laughs) Because if I was president, I run the ship. And I say, hey, yo, Val wants me to see a spaceship. I got to go. Cancel my 10 a.m. on the green with the croquet game. With Hoover. (laughs) With Hoover. (laughs) President Eisenhower is like, you know, I like you. And I like what you stand for. Like, nuclear war is not something we want to do. But you have to remember at this time, we're in the Cold War. The Cuban Missile Crisis is just a few years away. That's in October. I'm so glad you looked that up to tell us it was a few years away. in October of 1962. So, like, nuclear war is big right now. That's what's going on. And Val's like, we've got to nip this in the bud. Nuclear war is so hot right now. The president gives him a place to stay within the Pentagon. Apparently, they have, like, apartments in the Pentagon. And that's where Val stays for three years. During this time, he's meeting with um, world leaders and government officials and anybody he can military to try and bring about his mission that he has three years to accomplish. No nuclear warfare for the humans. It's a good mission mm-hmm. for the humans. For the humans. Also during this time, he goes to a UFO group meetup. Oh. There's a guy, Howard Minger, or Minger. I can't remember how it's pronounced. 
fine. But he's in New Jersey and he hosts a meetup at his house for UFO enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Not really a big group at this point in time in history. Yeah. So Val and some of his uh, crew members, because he's got crew with him, go to this. Now, remember, he's just a good looking six foot tall man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So when he goes to this and is like, hey, I'm an alien. (laughs) (laughs) What up, bros? Yeah, they're all like, okay, well, like, what's your proof? He's like, well, name a language. Japanese. He speaks fluent Japanese and does it for him. Uh, Italian speaks it fluent. They name off all these different languages and he can speak it fluently. He can even speak Klingon. That's not a thing yet. I don't know. Yeah, Klingon's not a a thing I'm not a Star Trek fan. But he could speak any language or dialect they threw at him, even some not of this world. Oh. Mm -hmm. So people are like, oh, alien. (laughs) August C. Roberts is a former Air Force uh, photographer, and he's there at this thing. And he snaps a couple pictures of Val. Do you want to see what Val looks like? Uh My heart is about to be broken. (laughs) It's Val Kilmer in his early days. Yeah, you're not going to be... I mean, he's a nice-looking man, but nothing, like, crazy. That's him. Where's the holographic suit? Well, he's wearing regular clothes now, so this is supposedly him with his crew members. So there are photos of him, but it looks just like your average Joe. Yeah. Very madman-esque. Yeah. I mean, we're in 1957. That's, that's just the look he has. Yeah. He just looks like he should be on. Um... <laughs> he looks like he belongs on the set of Mad Men. Yes. <laughs> Boom. I think it. she says it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the ladies of strange unsupervised. So as his date of March 16th, 1960 is getting closer, he decides to change tactics because the world leaders aren't listening to him. Oh, no. Yeah. Because some of them said, well, you know, if we go public with this information, we're not going to be able to govern these people. They're just going to go straight to you and see you as this like alien leader. We're going to lose all control we have. So ixnay on the nuclear war thing. Or not ixnay. Reverse of ixnay. Full steam ahead. <laughs> reverse of ixnay. <laughs> so he and an employee at the Pentagon named Nancy Warren start reaching out to different people of the community. And... We're going to enter with Dr. Frank Stranges. Dr. Frank Inverter. Mm. So Val and Kelly. Nancy. Nancy. Val and Nancy reach out to Dr. Frank Stranges. Dr. Frank Inverter. This man is a Christian minister, ufologist, and claims to be a private investigator and federal marshal cannot find proof of that anywhere okay a lot of claims when you read his book because the man has book um has got a few books and yes i've read two of them he is that talking about stuff and he's like you know because or i noticed because i'm a private investigator this yes, thing because that's the only people that can notice things mm-hmm. and he's like and as a former federal marshal i know blah blah blah, and it like states something really obvious and i'm like oh. i don't like him He's mansplaining <laughs> careers to people. <laughs> Dr. Stranges believes that aliens are referenced in the Bible. He was friends with August C. Roberts, who is the guy who took the pictures mm-hmm. of Val. And he would go on tours and give lectures about proof that aliens are referenced in the Bible. He would actually use that photo in his lectures of Val as proof of aliens. That's not a very convincing proof of an alien. Well, I mean, it worked for him. Oh, I forgot to tell you. He has a or had a degree in theology and then claims to have gone back and gotten degrees in criminology and psychology as well. Oh, again, I can't find any proof of this. Lots of big stuff going on for Dr. Stranges. You Google this guy and you come up bare, but it's fine. R.I.P. He died in 2008. Is this like the uh, origin origin story to the Avengers? No. <laughs> yep. Valiant Thor and Doctor Strange's. I didn't even put the two together. <laughs> oh dang. All right. 
Well, maybe. You're cracking all kinds of codes around here. Where's Stanley? So in oh. December of 1959, he's giving a lecture on the Bible and aliens in D.C. And Nancy approaches him afterwards and is like, hey, that guy in your pictures, would you like to meet him? <laughs> yeah, obviously. So the next day she meets him at his hotel and they go to the Pentagon. Now to get into the Pentagon, there's tight security. Yeah. Not for Frank. Oh, because he has all of this uh, grandiose background. Yes, yes. So he walks in. He doesn't have a badge or an ID or anything. But he says that the security guards kind of like glance at his lapel and like see it looks like they've registered. There's a badge on his lapel that will allow him access. So it's like a mind control thing. Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. After they get into the Pentagon, Nancy's like, all right, you're going to go down this hall, turn here and enter this room. But this is where I leave you. So he goes down into the room and there are three men sitting in there working who don't even glance up. They don't even notice he's there. It's like they've got this laser focus on their work and not registering anything else. Val walks in from another room. Oh. And it's like. It's Valiant Thor. He's an alien, and I kind of have a hard on for him. <laughs> Apparently, Val is using his telepathic abilities to kind of keep those chill. guys focused and not pay attention to them. Be more and chill, Pentagon workers. Yeah, and Frank assumes that that's how he got in, too, as Val was using his oh, mind yeah. control stuff. Because he knew he was coming. Mm-hmm. Well, he did, because Nancy and Val were working together to get dr strange is there but oh so he sent nancy got it okay he explains to dr strangest that his real mission along with the whole like nuclear war thing nbd mm -hmm, was to achieve world peace by quote returning people to the lord oh no (laughs) (laughs) how's that hard on Oh, well, I was saying Dr. Strange had a heart on for Thor. Oh, but so did you. I did until I saw a picture. <laughs> Not what I had envisioned for myself. Fair. Well, when you make your own movie, he can be different. Oh, he will. So they have a 30 minute conversation. And of course, he's like, who are you? Where are you from? What's your suit made of? How did you get here? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> What's your suit? Ma- I must. Who is your tailor? Well, think about it. This like iridescent suit that's all one piece. So he pulls out, Val pulls out the so suit. So he was wearing a holographic onesie. Yes. That's what you're telling me. I'm obsessed. <laughs> he pulls it out and Frank is like, like, where's the zippers? Where's the button? How do you put it on? And he like sticks his hand through it and it like forms around his hand. Whoa. Yeah. This thing sounds so flippin' cool and I want one. The Pentagon ran a bunch of tests on this suit. They used a diamond drill bit that broke trying to break into this thing. They um, used a rifle, acid, lasers. Nothing could penetrate this thing. (laughs) Except Doctor Strange. (laughs) So in his book, this is where he was like, being a former private investigator, I noticed Val didn't have any fingerprints. And then he goes on to describe like what fingerprints can be used for and why they're important. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is definitely sounding more like uh, the origin story to the Avengers now, by the way. Like, where's my super suit? (laughs) Where's my super suit, woman? (laughs) But Val explains that Venusians, which is what aliens from Venus are called. Of course, absolutely. Venusians don't have fingerprints because they weren't descendants of Adam. Uh Uh-huh. They were descendant of Adams. (laughs) Val and the other Venusians were made by God's own hand. But does God not have fingerprints? I guess not. He wasn't like Jesus, though, because Jesus was meant to be the human vessel of God. Oh, right. That's right, how they right. first. So basically, he's like Jesus's stepbrother or something. <laughs> His half brother. Half brother. Yes. <laughs> His Venusian half brother. <laughs> Don't we all have one of those? Right, apparently. It was the 60s. <laughs> It was almost the 60s. We all had Venusian half-brothers. We didn't even know. <laughs> so there were a couple sources that said that all the Venusians had six fingers on each hand. But I read the book 
And I, I read two <gasps> books. And I don't remember that being anywhere. But Our that doesn't mean it's not eye true. superhero cape wearing vigilante of justice didn't figure out he had six fingers. He was too distracted by the lack of fingerprints. Probably. But I just I don't remember it being in there. That's not saying it wasn't. Maybe that's where the one fingerprint was. That's Maybe. on the sixth finger. So after about half an hour of their conversation, he's like, I need you to do this mission for me. I need you to spread the word. Bring world peace by spreading the love of God. You ufologist Christian minister, you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he does. He saved the world with Jesus. He goes out and he's ready to proselytize and keep doing his getting his getting on. <laughs> That's not right, is it? No, That's fine. Getting his getting on. Go on, get, Dr. Stranges. <laughs> so he goes I back. I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> He goes back to New York, and when he gets off the plane, FBI agents <gasps> swarm him. Oh, no. Take him for three hours and interrogate, interrogate private him. Private eye, former private eye practice didn't give you the know with all to know that you were going to be swarmed. Nope. But <sighs> he spent three hours with them. He had a polygraph test. They were like, who was Valiant Thor? Tell us all you can about Valiant Thor. And he doesn't give up anything. You know, it's a goal in my life. It's for somebody who acquaints themselves with me to get like drug off by secret service people and be like, who is she? And they'd be like, what do you want to know? Not a whole lot to tell you, but sure. How much time you got? Five minutes? That's more than enough. <laughs> I would take at least 15 for you. I'm pretty um basic. I don't think it would take that long. I could make 15 minutes last. <laughs> all i need is 15 minutes and 14 of that is trying to figure out how to how get these pants off <laughs> the super suit <laughs> this super metallic super suit, suit. <laughs> we do have the startings of a very interesting autoerotic novel the uh, novel <laughs> we need to get with our textual is that the right autoerotic asphyxiation exfix- i think i just meant erotic yeah Novel. We'll get with our lady or our textual tension ladies and come up with something. I'm sure someone probably already has. Oh, I'm sure. They've anyway. actually covered some alien romance novels. That, mm-hmm. Anyway, during this whole time, even after he's talked to Doctor Strange's, he's still trying to convince world leaders, like, please, please disarm. It's not worth it. President Eisenhower and Vice President Nixon actually supported him, and according to President Eisenhower's great-granddaughter, Laura or Lauren? Laura, they signed a contract with him saying, we will not use nuclear warfare. Well, that was nice. But the other powers that be, like when it was brought to the UN, they were like, Mm-mm, no. And when nobody's allowed to talk about this to the media, like this never happened. No. Even the powers that be within the United States government were like, uh, we voted on this in Ixnay. Rude. Mm-hmm. So Val returns home to Venus in March of 1960. And we've got some pretty advanced technology now compared to, you know, 1960. Why haven't we seen any aliens on Venus? Well, I don't think we've explored Venus. But we've looked at it. There's no evidence of life. It's the super suit. The camouflage. <laughs> Well, like, that's probably a good answer. It's like an alien ghillie suit. <laughs> it's actually because they live inside of Venus. Oh, yeah. Venus lizard people. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> back to the lizard people. It always goes back to them. Always. Because they are the supreme rulers. Yes. So Val's not Val. Dr. Strangest is proselytizing and spreading the good word of the Lord and the aliens. And in, One in the same. <laughs> no, the aliens are angels, basically. Oh. Yeah. 1961, a year after Val left, he returns to Dr. Dr. Strange's. <gasps> He's back. Frank is driving down the road and suddenly Val appears in his back seat. Just like, poof, I'm here. Kinky. <laughs> they chatted. <laughs> <laughs> they just like chit-chatted about frank's life like how's it going how's your discipleship how's your mom and them yeah exactly and then he disappears bye Mm -hmm. 
This happens a few more times, and the more they he visits, the more they get into the, like the heart of the matter. And Val is like, "Okay, I'm gonna let you know what's up. We've set up these specialized communication devices in our contacts' home so that we could always stay in contact. I want you to be one of our like contacts. Yes. I want to like you are gonna do the good work for me, do the Lord's work. So let's fast forward to 1967." Let's do it. Dr. Stranges is invited to speak at a UFO convention in West Germany. Before the convention, he is supposed to do an interview with two reporters from a large Italian magazine. Okay. So they go out to lunch. He brings his interpreter, Anthony Lowe. As they're sitting there talking, they immediately jump into, who is Val? Tell me everything you know about Val. Do you know where Val is right this moment? Yeah. And he's like, "Mm." he's right behind you. (laughs) I haven't talked to Val in a little while. So no, I don't know. At that point, the waiter comes up and is like, Dr. Stranges. Wait, we're in Germany? I can't do a German accent. Dr. Stranges, you have a telephone call. (laughs) So he gets up and he goes to the phone call. And when he comes back, the reporters are gone. Oh, they just like abandoned the table. Rude. Yeah. So he's like, well, shoot, let me finish my tomato soup and we'll go. (laughs) <laughs> do you know for sure that it was tomato soup yes okay he wrote about it in his book oh silly me i should have known <laughs> immediately after one bite feels off something's wrong it's like gritty it's gross it's acidic did and they poison his soup they poisoned his soup silly italians <laughs> so anthony his interpreter takes him back to his hotel room and pulls out this um vial of powder and mixes it in water and has him drink it real quick. Anti-poison? Well, in the book, he's like, he, being a medical student, had such had access to such mystery powders. But Anthony didn't know what was in it. So, like, how does him being a medical student have anything to do? I don't know. The book is a trip, y'all. Y'all. So, he, okay. It was a goodie powder. <laughs> <laughs> Just sleep it off. Alka-Seltzer. Lowe said he was given the powder by a mystery man, who we will assume is Val, because obviously. It's Thor. Mm-hmm. And he fell into a deep sleep and woke up right as rain. Oh, well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was like, you know, taking a little goodie powder after a hangover. And you're just like, oh, I feel so much better after 14 hours of sleep, two gallons of water, and a couple of piece- pieces. Packs of uh, goodies powder. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Except for it's alien stuff. So, it's yeah. like. Yeah. Goodies powder plus. Yes. Goodies powder plus. <laughs> I'm Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> I use goodies powder plus from the Venusians. <laughs> so Val calls later and is like, hey, you good? <laughs> I thought they might poison you. Is that right? Yeah. And he explains that there are people out there who want to stop Val's message from getting out there. I mean, it's important. Like, who wants to know that God exists and aliens are our shepherds. Like Mm -hmm. that's not something you need as common knowledge. These men that are after them, they're the men in black. (gasps) Will Smith, not Will Smith. Unfortunately, these are bad guys. Oh, I know, but you know, I prefer Will Smith. Indeed. Mm. Mm. (laughs) This, uh, novel is just getting better and better. (laughs) Let's, Fast forward to June 5th, 1968. So Val has strangers fly out to San Diego to meet him. And they drove to San Felipe in Mexico and rode out into the water. This is where... Road. Like row, row, row your boat. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said road out. <laughs> Roll out. <laughs> I mean, I kind of did say road. Okay. But it's fine. You got the gist. Yes. They went into the water. Yes. On a tiny boat. And that's where he caught his first glimpse of Victor One. <gasps> the spaceship. <gasps> he finally got to see the ship. He got to see the ship. And it's really freaking cool. In the water. So it's like one of those. Um, fuck. I see. I try to come up with witty things. <laughs> and my brain's like, you're trying too hard. <laughs> um, like a houseboat. I was thinking like. You know, like a stone mountain, the bus that takes you around, and then they're like, oh, no, we're going to crash, and then it turns into a boat. Like like the RV I rode on. Not RV. <laughs> Shoot. It has amphibious. Amphibious. Yes. Vehicle. Yes. Yep. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Except for frogs don't fly, but that's fine. 
I take all of it back. <laughs> Anywho, so upon entering Victor 1, he noticed that his eyesight was a little blurry. Oh, no. He took off his glasses and he was able to see perfectly oh, without I them. I need to go on Victor 1. <laughs> he had a waterless shower to decontaminate. And he was given a suit, like Val's, that was a little too big for him. Oh. I know. Um, but he doesn't said, it, like, form fit? Was mm. he calling Val fat? Was he calling Dr. Strange fat? No, but he's not as he tall. Overestimated. He's not as tall. This is his first time on Victor 1. They haven't had a chance to make one for him yet. To tailor his suit to him. But, spoiler alert, he goes up on the ship plenty of times. And nice. he, they do get one his That's size. so sweet. Isn't it kind? Nice little Venusians. He said there were roughly 200 crew members on board and they were watching over 500, quote, high profile people who posed a threat to the human race. Oh, like Hitler. Uh-huh. Their goal was to keep them from getting, becoming uh, too powerful. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This Do was, better, Venusians. This was after Hitler, okay? They saw what happened Fair. and they were like, oh shit, we gotta we get down there. We need to make sure that doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. One of the like side notes in the book actually kind of made me giggle. He had to use the bathroom while he was on board. It, to his great dismay, there was no toilet paper. Oh, no. He didn't notice until the poo-poo party had already commenced. The poo-poo <laughs> party had already commenced. <laughs> and Did they have bidets? Kind of. So he said he was sitting there and he was like, oh, crap, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And he hears Val's voice in his head telling him, like, look, look under the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't look in the medicine cabinet. That's rude. (laughs) But we all do it. (laughs) So he's like, look, there are three buttons beside you. Push them in this order and you'll be taken care of. His undercarriage was clean (laughs) using like air and scents. And like, it was basically like um, the waterless shower he had, but for his butt. I don't see that working very well. Like, you need a scrub action. Apparently not. Enough high power air blowing at your tuchus will get it done. You got perfectly pinched off clean poops on the Venusian one or Valerie. What is it? Victor one. Victor one. Venusians have perfectly pinched off loaves. Yeah. He said he was very embarrassed afterwards because when he walked out, like, he knew everybody knew what just happened. Everybody poops, even aliens. Yeah, they were in good spirits about it. And I believe it was actually Val that asked him if he wanted one in his house. Aww. I know. Val, you're cute. Okay, I'm kind of starting to like Val again. (laughs) (laughs) So while on board, strangers learned that Val had been in communication with Robert Kennedy. Oh. And Robert wanted to know if he had a good chance of winning the presidential election. Val told him yes, but cautioned him not to run in the 1968 election. Okay. Unfortunately, Robert did not heed Val's warning. And while on board, they watched the assassination of Senator Robert Kennedy live. Oh, no. Apparently, the walls of this place, like, can turn into monitors and you can see what's happening in real time. Just like giant screens. Mm -hmm. There were like 50 some odd people working in this control room where they were watching it. And he heard things like, if only he had listened and God help him as the assassination occurred. Oh. Yeah. Little Venusians. I know. Hearts of gold on those little alien critters. I know. It was pretty heartwarming, except for, you know, the fact that somebody just died. So Val was like, there are people who want to stop our message. And this is the kind of stuff they do. So be careful. Because, you know, you're one of my shepherds. Let's fast forward again. January 1974. The ship that was outside of San Felipe, Mexico, I believe. The Victor one? Yes. It has moved now and it's just outside of Las Vegas by this point. Viva Las Las Vegas. Vegas. Upon his arrival in Las Vegas, he's picked up in the airport by three men in black suits. And they took him to a black Cadillac. Like they're the people picking him up. They are Venusians. They are shield agents. Yeah, (laughs) <laughs> oh shit <laughs> so he's like oh look these are my venusians here to take me to victor one nah they took him to a black cadillac and started driving into the desert once sufficiently away from civilization they pulled over and drug him out of the vehicle and started beating him well that's a good way to get what you want uh-huh you remember those men in black trying to stop val's mission for world here peace here come men in black mm-hmm. 
drive it to the desert and beat ya. <laughs> wow. He was apparently, according to him, he was doing really well fighting them off because he claims to be trained in martial arts. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Superhero. Obviously. Luckily for him, though, uh, around that time, a white Cadillac drove up and three men in silvery luminescent <gasps> jumpsuits yes, jumped out to save him. The, like, Did they shoot webs out of their wrists? Pew, pew, pew. The good guys in like a silvery white and the bad guys in black is in a the little... middle of the desert. Yeah. Cadillacs. Like on the nose. And like... then like, what was Dr. Strange wearing? Like a burgundy cape? Probably. Oh, <laughs> damn it. All right. Well, apparently one of the Venusians waved a hand and the three men in their vehicle just disappeared. Oh. Don't worry. They were sent to another dimension. Bye, it's Felicia. fine. I would like to have that power. <laughs> Just like, I'm done with you now. <laughs> My poor husband would go to so many dimensions. Yeah. Just getting him back, that's the problem. Yeah, somebody would send him back. <laughs> somebody else with that other magical hand-waving power would be like, nah, uh-uh. he's yours now. <laughs> so Strangers is messed up at this point. He's been beaten and bruised, and he's not in great shape. Oh, um, thankfully, alien technology was able to fix him up and make it seem like nothing had ever Kissed happened. Kissed all his boo-boos, and he was right as rain. Mm-hmm. This is when he gets the light fitted suit. Spoiler alert. I don't think anything did happen. What? But, you know, he says, what? (laughs) How dare you? I know. I'm rude. Ruining the movie for me. I know. Um, So we're going to go to April 11th, 1985. Okay. Almost born. Oh, I can be a Val baby. Oh, well. Val and his wife, Julie, were out celebrating their honeymoon. And while driving, a blue car appeared. A blue car appeared out of nowhere, and Julia's like, "Oh, man, little Frank, babe, move!" And he swerves to avoid hitting it, and hits another car from behind. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Upon impact, both of the cars, other cars, fled or vanished. <laughs> His wife tries to get him out of the vehicle, but alas, he was paralyzed. Oh no! Who was this? Huh? Who was this? Valiant Thor? No, Frank. I thought you said Val and his wife. No, I'm sorry. Strangest Frank and his wife just got married. They were on their honeymoon. Got hit. He got paralyzed. No. Medics arrive and his wife refuses treatment as she wants them to focus on, you know, Dr. Strangest. Once at the hospital, the staff worked diligently trying to help Frank. And after a while, a new doctor arrived and told everyone else. Leave. Leave. (laughs) Who was this doctor? It was Thor. You guessed it. Valiant yeah. Thor. Had his little doctor bag that's shaped like a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> huh? A hammer? Thor? Uh, <laughs> I'm so smart. <laughs> so he We m- all have our specialties, okay? <laughs> he mended Frank and made it seem as though nothing had happened. How, you might ask? Magic. He placed his hand on his head and prayed to God to mend him. He said a warm sensation flooded through his body and he was able to move again. Wow. The medics who had treated him at the scene were blown away when they saw him walking around <laughs> yeah, like right? nothing had happened. Hey Val, maybe next time let's do a little bit of that Jedi mind trick on <laughs> the medical staff, okay? A for effort, making him walk again. Kudos, but uh-huh. like, let's not forget details here. Yeah. He tells Frank, like, do you want God's divine protection? No. Well, that's not what Frank said. Frank was like, fuck yeah, yeah let's do this. <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. He said, to light a candle and recite the Lord's Prayer without interruption. And you have God's divine protection. I actually think he went into the Ring of Fire, which is a ceremony that the Venusians do. There's like a whole series to it that's explained in one of the books. Big Johnny Cash fans. It was a lot. And they were huge Johnny Cash fans. That was pretty much it as far as Frank Strangest goes. Um, he said in the 1990s, more ships came and, you know, traveled across the globe to spread their message. But that's about where everything ends with Valiant Thor. Oh, but that was anticlimactic. In 2008, Frank Sturgis passes away. Oh. Or Sturgis? Strangers. In the 60s, 1967, he had founded National Investigation Committee on Unidentified Flying Objects. And that's still going strong. Nice. Uh Uh-huh. But the reason 
Valiant Thor's story kind of ends there is the only place you can find these stories or any corroborating evidence is in Frank Strange's books. Oh, so pretty sure is not true. Or, or, I I like an or. It's very true. And he decided to keep it secret so he could sell his story to Stan Lee. And he could come up Ah. with the Avengers. (laughs) It all makes sense. Now, I lied when I said that the only place you could find it, because you've got Laura Eisenhower, who supports the claim and says her great-grandfather signed this contract with Val. The Ladies of Strange, who are firm believers in Valiant Thor and Doctor Strange's. Absolutely. You have the Canadian Minister of National Defense, Paul Halard, who says, yes, Valiant Thor is real. (gasps) Yes. Oh, Canada. Mm -hmm. And Harley Bird. Harley Quinn. Was the person who gave... Fuck. That's Marvel. DC. You look at you. (laughs) Says that he was the one who told Stranges about the initial encounter with the police and the Pentagon and the president. So he has given this statement as well. Uh, Harley Bird is the nephew of Rear Admiral Richard E. Bird, who was the first man to fly over the North and South Pole. Because he's a bird. Yes. (laughs) And in 1947, he took about 4,000 troops to the South Pole to investigate a secret Nazi base in the Earth's core. Ooh, volcano Nazis. <laughs> I like where this is headed. <laughs> Harley also worked on Project Blue Book, which do you know what that is? Um, no. It's a code name for the like division that was created to study UFOs within oh. the United States government. It was around from March 1952 to December 1969. We need to bring some of these things back. Right. You think if we contacted Biden, I was like, listen, (laughs) not a whole lot, you know, great going on for the country at this moment. What if we reinstate Project Blue Book? Why not? What's the worst that could happen? Well, they did release a bunch of stuff on UFOs in, what was it, 2020? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the footage of hmm, something that (laughs) captured a UFO recently? No. We'll look it up after this. So if you want to hear about Valiant Thor, you can read a couple books. I read, my eyesight's going bad. I read My Friend from Beyond Earth, The Wisdom of Valiant Thor. And Stranger at the Pentagon. I don't recommend reading My Friend from Beyond Earth because all that can be found in Stranger at the Pentagon. Okay, but what if you just want a refresher? Well, you could do that. So Frank also wrote Flying Saucerama. Yes. Uh That sounds like an amazing dish at an Italian restaurant. Oh, it does. Outwitting Tomorrow, Secret Life for Living from... Secrets for Living from the Great Pyramid. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll have to read that one to get it, I guess. Angels of the Lord, Expand Edition. No, Call upon you. your guardian angel for guidance and Expanded protection. Edition? Is this like uh, Cards Against Humanity? Yes. <laughs> he wrote Millennium 7, Nazi UFO Secrets and Bases Exposed. <gasps> yes. Here for it. Spacecraft Over Earth, The White Planet. And there are more. There are a bunch. Some of these books, though, he wrote with Valiant Thor. Oh. <gasps> with him yes a co-author uh-huh so if you want to read valiant thor's work yes there's valiant thor's book of vril how to live long and prosper uh-huh uh-huh ashley's doing the star trek hand thing to the men of earth valiant thor's message of hope to mankind just the men well i think it's that like Mankind. Mm. Mm-hmm. Valiant Thor's Venusian health magic, the vitality of Viril. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Valiant Thor's Venusian science secrets, the supreme technology okay. of the Ascended Masters. Thor, you've done a lot. You need to calm down with the book writing. Valiant Thor's Viril Force, how to resuscitate, rejuvenate, and rehabilitate your nervous system. Oh, I could probably use that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. This was published in 2016, or at least this version of it was, so I don't know how accurate it is. Fantastic beings and where to find them. How to contact space aliens, intelligences, and people. Okay, now you are just plagiarizing Valiant Thor. 
if you want to read his stuff, you can. It's out there. I'll keep an eye out for some of it, for sure. I'm definitely getting some to put in the studio. I go to a lot of used bookstores. You can find some very strange things in there. Now, if you want to join the National Investigations Committee of Unidentified Flying Objects or NICUFO. I do. NICUFO. <laughs> Unfortunately, according to their website, membership into NICUFO is now closed. Why do they keep taking away the good things in life? I don't know. But it does say they don't discriminate discriminate <laughs> against any person. So they don't discriminate <laughs> unless it's 2022 and then you're all SOL. <laughs> The aim and purpose of NICFU is to provide research and education in the field of UFO, space, and science phenomena. They receive no financial assistance from any government agency. Whoa. It depends solely on the membership fees and generous contributions. Well, of then why do you close? Friends. You could have my membership fees in right? UFO. Mm-hmm. But you can, like, buy audio cds and video dvds audio cds that's and video dvds what is this heaven's gate that's what it says on their website their website is um a little less fancy than heaven's gate it's very plain <laughs> they don't have any of the you know sparkly graphics no no sparkly graphics but they do tell you about dr strange's Tiffany just showed me a picture of Dr. Strange's and it's not it's not the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch I had in my head. <laughs> no, no, it was not. But he passed away in 2008. Rest in peace, sir. Mm-hmm. 2008 was a good year. Yeah. Let's see. What else did I want to tell you? Oh, there was a band or is a band called Valiant Thor. I thought I'd heard that somewhere yeah. at some point, but I had no idea where. It's a southern rock heavy metal band from Greenville, North Carolina, according yeah, to Wiki. Yeah, buddy. Uh-huh. Southern rock heavy metal band. I'm going to yeah. have to check them out. Mm-hmm. The members, so they've got a bunch of inactive members, but there's like lead vocals are Valiant himself. Then you've got Eden Thor, Dr. Professor Nightwolf Strangies. Yes. Demius Thor, Iggy Thor, <laughs> Lucian Thor. Previous members are Sadit Thor, Dawn Thor, Jin Thor, Bjorn Thor, Odin Thor, Storm Thor, Vodin Thor. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but the Odin Thor, that's taking it a little uh, mythological, not. Well, Thor is a mythological. Yeah, but if they're basing this off of Valiant Thor, they wouldn't take it mythological, I don't think. Are Odin and Thor in the same, I almost said, um, like, universe, like. Marvel and DC. <laughs> Are they in the same mythology? mythology? I could not. I could not tell you that for sure. We we have smart people listen to us. They'll tell us. Oh yes, <laughs> they will. <laughs> not concerned about that. I'm so glad that I've gotten used to just like not giving a fuck. <laughs> because I used to say so many things on this show, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. People are gonna think I'm so stupid." But if you don't know I'm stupid by now, that's on you. that is what i have on valiant thor and i could have gone into and i almost did all the ways that dr strange just proves that aliens exist using the bible as a reference Mm, glad you didn't (laughs) well first of all i knew you would not care and second a lot of it went way over my head Mm. i've read the bible i get the major concepts do you believe in aliens i do I was not expecting that answer. Okay. I believe in alien life. I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of the heart. I don't have sufficient proof that we've been visited by aliens. Okay. I do believe aliens exist, though. Indeed. I'm all for the alien life form. Beam me up, Scotty. (laughs) Especially in that suit. (laughs) And the boots just teach me your ways. I could throw a wig on and Queen, you would be working it. Even though if you're a Jesus alien, I don't know if you'd be about the drag life. And then we'd have to part ways. Don't judge the Jesus alien. I'm just saying I don't know if you would. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jesus and drag don't generally go together. Are you kidding me? I've seen some amazing drag queens who do a Jesus thing. and oh. Okay. The Jesus side doesn't usually go with the drag. The drag side's like, whatever, is all free game, baby. And that's why I love them so much. <laughs> anyway, that's what I got. It was a lot of fun. And I 
highly... said I was going to hate this one. I thought you would because it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, but I kind of liked it. Yeah. I'm kind of here for the conspiracies lately. Some of yes. them are like too much. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm learning like my threshold. The Philadelphia experiment where I couldn't even like somewhat keep up with what you were trying to say. Looking. Looking? Mm-mm. Look, I've re-listened to that. I don't know what drugs you were on. <laughs> I could not follow that. Yeah, you tried. I tried. And that was also about the time that I had restarted my medication. Fair. My brain. It did some funky stuff with that episode. But here lately, there's been some conspiracy theories that have been coming up that I'm kind of like, what? What did my dog? On that note. Is that how we end it now? Remember, friends. Okay, I wasn't sure if we were still going that road. Remember, friends. Everyone has something that they find odd, like the history of the Avengers. Let us tell you why it's not. (laughs) If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found at our website, theladiesofstrange.com. Or you can email them to us at theladiesofstrange at gmail.com. Keep it strange, lovelies. And unsupervised. (laughs) Also, statics isn't real because I forgot to put that in the episode. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry, Rebecca. Okay, bye. (laughs) Ha ha ha!